Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Cavall, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? Noches, amigos. We are here today to gather for Not Another Socks podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galvale and Matt LeBeau, as always. Welcome, as we unfortunately have to put a rest to the 22 Red Sox season. We ask not that you remember the bad times near the end. We only ask that you remember the good times throughout the season and that you can perish. Amen. Dude, you should be a priest. That was pretty good. It was good. Are you an ordained yeah. minister? Don't remember the bad times. Just remember the good time. Yeah. That, that one week. <laughs> that one, one week. That was good. Remember that one time we walked off the Yankees and Cole Holmes? It was our Paris. <laughs> what do we want in lieu of flowers? In lieu of flowers, send money for Aaron Judge. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That works for me. Endeavors. Yep. Yeah, it's us and the Queen of England that just fucking died this week. Dude. <laughs> One thing about that, dude, the, like, like I told Jack today, the Founding Fathers would be rolling in their graves if they saw all the ass kissing that we've done to those scumbags in England. I agree. <laughs> what is this? A moment of silence for the queen. I thought this was America. The worst part is the Yankees doing it. The Yankees paid tribute <laughs> to the queen. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like, I get the whole brand. You have to do with it, whatever you have to now. But you're the Yankees. You you don't need to pay tribute to the Queen of England. <laughs> Dude, it's... I mean, look at what the Irish are doing. Well, that's technically like... <laughs> I mean, that, that... that Like, the Yankees paying tribute to the Queen is like technically when, you know, the Cleveland Indians, when they existed, sang the national anthem every game. I mean... <laughs> You know, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a that's a good analogy. That's spot on. I mean, you know, it's kind of fucked. Yeah, <clears throat> like the Redskins. Yeah, the Redskins. Yep. <laughs> a bunch of people in head head in Native American headgear, you know, singing yep. the national anthem really doesn't add up all that yeah, much. Or like when the Braves had Chief Naka Homer uh, <laughs> that came out of a teepee every time they hit a home run in the seventies. That was a thing. That happened. <laughs> what a different world back then. Was that the Braves? Or, no, I think that was the Indians. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was the Braves. Oh, it might okay. be the Indians. It's probably both. Like, let's Jeez. be real here. Both, Like, one of them saw the other team doing it, and they were like, that's amazing. <laughs> Chief Nakahoma. Yeah, that was the Braves, because they had the Indians had Chief Wahoo, so they wouldn't have two Chiefs. Dude. You can't have two Chiefs of the tribe. Yeah. yeah this, uh, this town's not big enough, it's conflicting. dude. Right. Right. It's not town's not big enough for two chiefs. <laughs> just one, just, just one, one horribly racist chief. Yeah, the season's fucking over. Yeah, yeah, it's wow, over. dude, brainiac over here. Yeah, yeah. it is over <laughs> indeed. Um, it was not fun. You know, it was there was a cup that one month, right? Yeah, I forget what that was June, right? I think it was June, June yeah. yeah, 20 and four. Yeah, that was fun. And it was all downhill. The Red Sox were a wagon, but they'll be back. You know, I think that they got a lot of money to spend. They had a lot of injuries, too. So they'll be back. You know, it's just a matter of finding the right pieces, getting the right guys to fit. And definitely they're going to spend some money. 
Yeah, I feel like I, I mean, you you we've mentioned it. I think we ran a poll like a couple weeks ago um, about it and like this year being like one of the most cursed seasons like that we've had, um, you know, in recent history. Obviously, 2020 was its own animal, you know, but, you know, as far as like a normal season, it feels like this season with like the constant injuries and just like the constant like just crap that went on like all year. It seems like this has been one of the more cursed seasons that we've had, you know, in recent memory. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. I I almost wish we were worse. Like, I wish they just put us out of our misery at the All-Star break. And, like, we kind of knew this wasn't a team that wasn't worth investing our time and energy into. But here we are mid-September. We're finally having the funeral episode. It probably a little bit overdue. We've probably known for a few weeks now, or at least yeah. the writing's been on the wall. But uh, we haven't been officially eliminated yet, but literally would take us winning out and other teams essentially losing out. So um, it is what it is. I mean, there are going to be a lot of moments I remember and a lot of uh, performances I remember from this 2022 team. But uh, I don't think it's as bad as 2011 or sorry, 2012 or even 2014 or 2015. I felt like I'm going to at least remember a lot of these guys in more favorable light than a lot of those other guys that were on the team, even, you know, core guys that may have had bad seasons or whatever, but I don't feel quite as bad about this team as I probably did about other teams, even how I felt like a few weeks ago, I've kind of accepted the fate of this team and whatever that they're going to be. Yeah, I would agree. And and I think that if you look at this team, I wouldn't say like any really great players had like truly terrible years. I mean, besides JD, right. Which is obvious. And then maybe like Nick Pavetta, those are guys that like, when I coming into the season, you thought they were going to be good or possibly even great. And they turned out to be pretty bad. Um, but other than that, like those other teams, there were so many guys that you had that ended up playing just terribly that, you know, you thought would be good. So that's why you remember those teams in a much more negative light. Like this team reminds me more of like a little bit like 2019, but way worse. You know, because they came into the season worse than 2019. Like 2019, they had a good team. They just, you know, just couldn't put it together, had some injuries, you know, underperformed a little bit um, and finished finished with 85 wins. This team just came in with a bunch of guys that really didn't belong on like an MLB roster. I mean, think, think of how many guys they got rid of, you know? Yeah. I mean, Renfro. You can count them. Travis Shaw was on our open Travis Shaw, yeah. Well, yeah, not even, yeah, not like a guy like Renfro who they traded before. I'm talking about like guys who started the year like in April, right, yeah. and now aren't on the team. Like Dude, Jack, you know, Travis, Travis Shaw, Shaw is uh, such a good one because I feel like I, I forgot he was even on this team in the beginning of the season. That was a disaster. Absolutely. Travis Shaw. Well, I, he had a terrible spring, too. There was no reason for him to ever make the team, and go along with like, you know, no. probably literally half a dozen guys. None. Uh, Hansel Robles, um, you know, he did. He deserved to make the team. But at the end of the day, it showed really early on that he wasn't, you know, what the pitcher he was last year for those couple of months. Um, Sal Mora. Um, yeah, he had the, shiny moments, but yeah, he, he wasn't the, uh, really yeah, high production. The Rich Hill exper- uh, experiment wasn't great at all. Yeah, he ended up turning it on a little bit. I'll give him a little credit, but I mean. Yeah, I, I see. I hate Rich Hill personally, but <laughs> he was maybe uh, worth five million dollars, but probably not even. He was a guy who he was a guy that pitched innings for us when nobody else probably could. Yeah, unless if you wanted it, Connor Seabold out there, I would rather have Rich Hill than Connor Seabold. That, yeah, that dollars. that led me into my my next thing. Then you had guys like Seabold. You had guys like Winkowski. Um, you could put Kevin Pilecki in that conversation. Like other guys that really just had no business being on a major league roster and made it until September. Um, Jesus, I mean. Caleb Ort. Caleb Ort has not done bad. Yeah, yeah I know. I mean, someone like 
Jake Diekman, who we ended up getting Reese McGuire for, why was he ever on this team, even to begin with? The dick man, yep. (laughs) Bobby Dahlbeck at first all year. Disaster. Yeah. Your contingency plan for Bobby Dahlbeck was Franchi Cordero. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how ridiculous (laughs) is that? Like, you kind of saw that, you know, Bobby might not be an everyday first baseman in 21. You rode that ship. And then, you know, you're like, ah, Casas might be ready. He's in double A. He might be in triple A to start the year. And then your backup plan when um, Bobby Dahlbeck wasn't going well was to shift your corner outfielder to first base where he's never played before and expect him to play better than an actual guy who has played first base before. <laughs> like it, it was kind of a disaster from the beginning. I, I've never seen a worse contingency plan in, in any, in anything sports, anything. And it's first base. Right. It's not like there aren't like a million guys you can get, you know, like, and we got Eric Hosmer and it was whatever. Padres fans are still fucking piss babies about it, but like it was better than literally negative production. Right. <laughs> Jack's waiting to rock his uh, Savers Hosmer jersey next season when they uh, yeah. go to San Diego. Maybe I'll wear that tomorrow. Dude, yeah. Might be the move. Big Hoss. Yeah, we are Where's going to a game tomorrow. Yep. So that's that's on, on the positive front. Today, today drop day. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, you're today. right. Today, today, Friday night, Friday night Fenway. Yep. A little Friday night Fenway, and and you know, we were talking before uh, we started recording that it's uh, you know, with with the team being out of it, it's uh, you know, now it's just you're going there for just you know, it's something to do. It's entertainment now. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it is at this point. Obviously, with the team being very much out of it, um, you know, hence doing the uh, funeral episode. So. Um, it'll be nice to, you know, to go there and, you know, just hang out, have a few beverages and, uh, you know, yeah, at Fenway, it's never, a, it's never a bad thing. Never. Yeah. I'll be looking at chicks the whole time instead of yep. the on-field product. Yep. So, Friday night too. That's a big yeah, night. Friday night. Yep. <laughs> I'll never forget like last game of the season, 2014, I went for some reason and, you know, obviously that was a disaster year. And I was like, oh, who's going to be the starting pr- uh, pitcher? And it was Craig Breslow. <laughs> like, I, imagine I, going to an MLB game and Craig Breslow is your starter. Yeah, I remember that. I went to a game really late in September uh, 2012 against the Rays. And wow, like that lineup was just horrendous. Horrendous. And that was the year that the uh, Paw Sox were like in the... They like yeah. won, yeah. Oh, so I remember, I, that was I my to, first year in Rhode yeah. Island, yeah. Yeah, I went to a game at McCoy as well, but uh, yeah, we wow. probably went to the same game, like and didn't even probably. Play. Yeah, we have a lot of those. <laughs> but at least we'll have Waka, you know, pitching, so it won't be completely terrible. It's not like yeah. we're having some, you know, jackass. Yeah, here's a question I heard tossed around a lot. Next year, would you rather have Waka or Uvalde? So Waka, less money, probably less commitment you have to make to him. Uvalde's probably going to cost a little bit more, and you might have to commit to him for like three or four years. So, you know, two years for Waka or three years for Uvalde? What would you rather do? um... I honestly think if we give Uvalde the qualifying offer, he might take it. You think so? I, I don't think it's off the table. I mean, uh, the qualifying offers back, it was one of those things that was not agreed upon uh, during the labor disputes uh, later on in the summer even. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up taking it. He's had a down year. He's been injured twice. He's had Tommy John twice. So, I mean, if you're looking at $19 million, one-year rebound deal, if you're Nathan Eovaldi, I really don't think that's a terrible deal. So... I, you, I would have floated to him. If he takes it, I'll take Evaldi on that one-year deal. But if he doesn't, then i probably let him walk uh, for Michael Waka or Michael Waka plus, you know, whoever else we might be able to get for that money. Yeah, I think they're going to get – they're definitely going to sign a starter, like a 
like a top tier starter. But yeah, they need yeah. like a th- two or three guy. So I, I'm thinking like with the qualifying offer though, didn't they get rid of draft pick compensation? Did that? No, no. That, okay. If they uh, accepted the international draft, then they were going to. Uh, but that wasn't agreed upon, so it stays as the status quo. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, I I think it'd be in the Red Sox best interest for sure to extend a, a qualifying offer to Givaldi. Absolutely. Yeah. If he accepts, great. If he goes elsewhere, you get a draft pick out of it. And even like uh, like Jack mentioned, it's a good point. Um, you know, even if you get you get him in on like a one year deal, obviously he's going to want to prove himself. You know, with having a down year, so. You could get Eovaldi on a one-year deal and and really get some, uh, you know, some really great, uh, you know, a good a good full season from him, right. um, you know, because obviously he's going to want to prove himself and he's going to play, going to be playing for a contract. So, um, you know, there's some upside there as well with doing that. Yeah, I mean, but you might, I mean, you might be able to keep both him and Waka, but I, I doubt it. I mean, you are going to need to go out and sign a front of the rotation starter or trade for one trade. Yeah. I just think, I don't know. I don't know who I'd be willing to give up. Well, there's only really three frontline starters out there. DeGrom, Verlander, and Carlos Rodon, even if you want to consider him that. So I think, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a guy from the Marlins, if we got a guy, uh, maybe even from a surprise team like San Diego or something like that. But uh, I, I think, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities that our big trade comes in the form of starting pitcher from another club. You say in Pablo Lopez? I said Ace. Alcantara? Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, I don't think they'll give him up, but. Jack, are you you have sources? You, you dangle the keys in front of them. <laughs> Derek Webby Jeter's scoops. no longer there. That's right. Webby scoops. He yeah. called, you heard it here first. Sandy Alcantara. Dude. Unbelievable. Him and Pedro would just be best friends. They would be like holding hands, skipping through a field of flowers. Like that yeah. would just be the most magical thing I could ever even picture in my mind. I mean him, Bayo, Pavetta. Yavaldi, and then whatever you Mata, get. Fucking... Even maybe at some point in 23. I mean, he's up in AAA now. Uh, I think his first two starts have gone pretty well. I don't know if he's made a third yet, but um, he's already a guy on the 40-man roster. There's a good chance we see probably even 10 to 15 uh, Brian Mata starts, kind of like how we've seen out of uh, Brian Bayo this year. Um, I, I He's a guy that, you know, could be a sixth, seventh starter for you as a depth that we haven't had in 15 years. I'll tell you what, he's certainly better than Seabold or Winkowski. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'll cut a Crawford in the mix too. Yeah. Uh, as a depth guy, um, maybe, you know, fucking, I don't even know who might uh, start for us in the future, but, um, it's not Josh Winkowski. It's not Connor Seabold. Uh, I can tell you that much pretty uh, right. pretty confident. Right. Right. Thank fucking Christ. God save the queen. <laughs> Oi, what's all this, Dan? Is this cricket? <laughs> Oi, I think that bail fella gonna be pretty good next year maybe we can add a little british maybe a little british music in there i don't know i'm just spitballing you know yeah god save the queen jack's a big uh beans guy for breakfast now he comes in every morning with his beans beans on only toast. in burritos like <laughs> breakfast burritos and beans that's fine if you put it on toast you deserve to go to the gulag straight to prison Rob Levine called to prison. That's right. Yep. Man, we haven't had a call to prison in a long time. Yeah, it's a throwback. (laughs) It's a, yeah, right. Call to prison, the queen. (laughs) Call to prison, Prince Andrews. (laughs) 
Called to prison Heimblum when he doesn't sign Aaron Judge in <laughs> November. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should jump into that. Aaron Judge is horny to be on the Red Sox. Dude, he is. <laughs> Did you see that smile, dude, when the guy asked him? There was a sparkle in his eyes. There was, dude. His his I think his teeth got whiter and straighter too. <laughs> I mean, he clearly wants to wants to be on the Red Sox. I mean, everybody he knows two that. home runs. He's like, I could get used to this. This is home. Mikasa Sukasa. That's right. And, uh, you know, everybody knows he, he, you know, he wore that T-shirt when he was younger. You know, he had the Red Sox T-shirt on. It's just meant to be, you know. We are due for one. We're due for You know what? One. They're, they're going to have that picture up as soon as he signs that contract with the Red Sox of him in, in a Red Sox t-shirt when he was young. Kind of just like we saw with JD when he signed here. You know, it, he, it was just he was born to be, you know, at Fenway. That That's just what he was, he was. built for. He was. He was built for it. No, we're due for one. You know, Roger Clemens, Wade Boggs. Johnny Damon, Jacoby Ellsbury, which please have him, Andrew Benintendi, you know, we're we're due for one. Oh, there's been others, too. Tom Gordon. Um, Ryan Weber. <laughs> um, Tim LeCastro. Tim, yep. <laughs> yeah, we got Ref Snyder. That's about it. Yeah, we got Ref Snyder. And like, what was it, David? It wasn't David Cohn. It was the other David. Oh no, yeah, David Cohn. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, was, David Cohn. Right. It was David Cohn. Yeah. And David Wells, actually, David Wells after. And David Yankees Wells. Well. That's right. That was the other David I was thinking of. Yep. 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 All right, but we're due for a really good player. Like we're due for yeah. our like Roger Clemens or our Johnny Damon. You a know? real superstar guy. Man. It would just be a meltdown of epic. I can't really imagine what would go down in the Bronx if if Aaron Judge were, were to sign here. Mayhem. I mean, I think oh, Yankee Stadium. I think that might guy is already out. out there. That guy is already out there in the form of Brett Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know if there's anybody that I might give a chance to these like nineteen twenty remaining games to help us really turn it around. It's a guy with World Series experience. That's right. In Brett Gardner. And he's great for the clubhouse. Guys love him. Imagine bearded Brett Gardner. <laughs> I just get I just get really horny thinking about the idea of Bogart's story, Judge, Devers, and Cassis all in one lineup. I mean that's why you can't see the lower half of Matt LeBeau right now. It's just That's, not safe for I, work. I actually don't. I actually, uh, completely unrelated, I don't have pants on. So <laughs> That's, I mean, like fully? Like nothing no, on at all? Nothing. Oh, wow. Not a nice. thing. See, yep. you, you knew we were going to talk about Aaron Judge, and you just, you know, save yourself the... Uh, I'm ready to rock and roll. Right, yeah. He's, he's, he's good. Yep. All right, would you rather take Judge or Bogarts? I mean, what Judge is going to be, what, 31? Bogarts is, what? 30? 30? 30, yeah. All right. Bogarts is essentially just one year younger. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Judge is going to get more. Yeah. Yeah. That that also factors into it. Right, that factors in. He's going to get more money in more years. Right. All right, would you rather have Aaron Judge and, like, trade for someone that has team control? You know, I don't know who, but someone. Or Bogarts and Devers. So you would let them both both walk, but you would replace them with Judge and someone who, you know, is comparable team control. So you replace Devers' bat with Judge, and you replace Bogarts' bat with someone you can trade for. I, I think I gotta take Bogey Endeavors over Judge and Random. We've seen this organization so many times over the last twenty years now 
just go out, spend money on X, Y, and Z free agents and let, you know, phenomenal talent walk away. I think it's just really due time that we actually extend a guy to be a Red Sox for life and Xander Bogarts. We extend Devers uh, for the next seven to ten years of his career, how many uh, uh, on a, a uh, average annual value that you might want to give them. So I think I might just personally rather have those homegrown guys that are ours, even if it maybe means a less few wins above replacement than Aaron Judge and fucking whoever you might get on the open market. I, I think I would just personally rather see these guys stay. Now, now let me ask you this, though, because this is a hard-hitting question. Because I was thinking about this the other day, and a lot of people have been saying that, and I've, I've even said that, you know, where the Red Sox let top-tier talent walk. But genuinely, with the exception of Fred Lynn, who won an MVP after they let him walk, who have the Red Sox let walk? Not trade, right? Because they have a long history of trading guys, and then they, they're they good. You know, Jeff Bagwell, Mookie Betts, whatever. But, you know, they really haven't had any let anyone walk that ended up being a superstar. Lester would be like the one guy where you look like, you, sh- you know, you should have re-signed him. you did him. trade him, technically. And you did get Rick Porcello in a roundabout way out of that trade. I'm not saying I mean, you wouldn't Fisk, have got Rick. You let him walk in free agency, and then you did get his number retired by Chicago. That was okay. a long time ago. Who cares now? But that true, that is another true. guy. Yeah, and I guess you know you you. I think you bet wrong with like Roger Clemens because you didn't expect him to take steroids, right? So that's the other like thing, right? Roger Clemens was on a severe down. Right. Well, he was right. Everyone should, but he was on a severe downspin in his career and they let him walk and then he you know redeemed himself by doing a bunch of fucking steroids as he should we condone it yeah we encourage it good for him but i mean there's not there's not that many guys i mean there's been a lot of guys they've traded right but like i think that they've done a pretty good job of assessing like you know the value of a guy from this point out and then if it makes sense to keep him like, they're definitely willing to keep guys if it makes sense. Like Pedroia, you know. I mean, Ortiz, they made it work yeah. with him. Although Ortiz was, like, always upset about his contract. Like, they made it work. You know. But here's the thing, though. Aaron Judge is a prototypical guy that the Red Sox would sign in, you know, their 30s, late 20s. Right-handed bat. Um, <clears throat> would wear out the wall. I feel like he he he'll be good into his late thirties. Like, for example, Manny Ramirez. You know, they signed him later on in his career. JD Martinez. They signed him later on in his career. Obviously, none of these guys will cost as much as Aaron Judge, but I think they have the money. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out. I think Heim Bloom is desperate to make Red Sox fans like him. I, I could I, see that as a desperation move to sign like a big star like Aaron Judge to to win the to win the affection of the fans. That's a exactly. good point. I mean the fans would be just crazed over that move. And it's even more because he's a Yankee too. Exactly. So it's like we took him from the Yankees. Exactly. But I mean, what would that contract look like? Because I've heard like it's probably going to start at you know close to three hundred million dollars, and as far as term, I mean, it could be like a six, seven year deal. Like I, that's like what I've seen. Like people were, have been talking about, like you know, it it, it could be right around like the three hundred million dollar mark. I don't Somebody know. Somebody will. I mean, the Yankees. What what did they offer um, before the season? It was close to $250 million. So I think it was like that seven price tag and... went up even. So, yeah, I think over 300 mil, that's going to kind of be the baseline for him. I know he's a little older. I know he's had uh, some injury problems. But I think, uh, you know, he's going to not get the highest contract of all time because of that age, because of that injury history. But uh, he's he's going to get paid a premium, man. Uh, it, I think it's going to be more in terms of, you know, a high annual average than years. Like he's not going to get a 10 year, 11 year, 13 year deal like Mookie Betts or Mike Trout. 
but he's probably going to make 35 closer to 40 million dollars a year but only on seven to eight years and i mean if you're willing to pay that then sure um but i'm not willing to go until like nearly age 40 with aaron judge at the same time yeah i think i don't see how aaron judge could complain about like seven for 280 you make 40 million dollars a year you'd be the highest paid position player in the history of major league baseball you know, he'd be under contract for another seven years, and he still would have the potential to sign another deal, you know, wherever he wants for a couple of years or just, yeah. you know, a one-year deal after that one's done. Because yeah, that, that he really wants until he's like 38, so. Right, but yeah, he'd be know. 38. Yeah. You know, he'd still have a couple of years left if he wanted to try and play. I mean, think about it, he'll end up DHing eventually. You know, right. because of his height, I feel like he might wear down a little bit like defensively, but dude, his bat's not going anywhere. That guy can, I mean, he can stroke it. Like, let's be honest, you know, I mean, absolutely. And he's an athlete yeah. too. Like he's not like some, you know, out of shape, fat fuck. Like, you know, I mean, he, he's an he athlete. felt like a tight end. Like, he really, really is. I just wonder about the long term health of him playing, even the outfield Him playing center Especially. field is just, in insanity to me right now, but uh, right. well, but the even Yankees playing have right, even playing right field at Fenway too. Yeah, but the Yankees know they can play him center field for right now because either it's going to be their problem later, or it's going to be somebody else's problem. You don't have to worry about the long term consequences. You're you're going for it right now. Do that outfield of like. You know, if you had him next year, you know, have Verdugo in left, Kike in center, and then Aaron Judge in right, or, you know, whatever you wanted to do there. It's not bad. Just the thought, I mean, the no. thought of it, the thought of it's great of of, have, of having a guy like Aaron Judge on this team. Oh, no, it's it's fantastic. You know, it's... It's not that I don't like Aaron Judge on this team. It's just... What do you do around it? Because if you add Aaron Judge, you're either letting uh, either Devers or Bogarts walk or both of them, which is a yeah. very real possibility, which is also a very bad look for the organization. Of course, you know, it's a good thing to sign Aaron Judge. It's you know take headlines away from the Yankees and make them look worse. But if we're still not able to, you know, have that trend of losing Mookie Betts, losing Xander Bogarts, losing Rafael Devers, Losing Nomar, losing Pedro, like guys like that, it it it's not the best look in the world. And I mean, if you're talking about retaining fans, kind of like we were earlier, then I think you know as good of a thing as you're going to do is keep these guys. Yeah, I mean, Nomar and Pedro, they were kind of they were kind of walk like they're on the you know. they're on their way out. That was the right move. I'm not denying that, but yeah. at the time it was widely unpopular. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. I mean, I agree. I think trading Mookie Betts in itself is a travesty for the Boston Red Sox, right? But I don't. I just don't think Mookie wanted to be here. And I don't know if that's like a coping mechanism thing that Red Sox fans say. <laughs> but and it might. Did it might be? I don't know. But I genuinely just don't think he wanted to to be here. I think he wanted to be somewhere else. I don't think else. he wanted to be with the ownership. I don't think he had a problem with Boston. But the ownership lowballed him multiple times throughout, you know, his um, pre-free agency in terms of arbitration. They took him, the Red Sox ownership took him to arbitration, said all these bad things about him, and then lost. And so, like, after that, why would you want to sign with these guys that tell you how bad you are and why you deserve less money in front of a judge? Like, it, it, that was the worst organizational move that you could have made. And not only just because you lost a few million dollars, you lost probably the best one of the top 10 players in your organization's history. And, you know, if he was here for his entire career, you know, number 50 is going to be up in the right field bleachers, but it's probably not going to be anymore. It's going to be Charlie Crawford now. Certainly won't be. They certainly won't retire. (laughs) Um, I mean, if they're not. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. No, I agree. I think lowballing him was stupid, but um, you could also say the same thing. Yankees did that with Judge, although they they settled like just before arbitration. Like they they did the same 
kind of thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, do you guys both think he's gonna be he's he's gone? Like from New York? I think he is gone, yeah. And like I'm not even saying that as a Red Sox fan. I really do think that it, it seems like it's trending, and I don't think that's going to be the Yankees. Yeah, it, it seems like it's trending in in the direction of him just not going back to New York at all, and him just and he's going to end up going somewhere else. I kind of agree, but who? But well, weird though. See, that's where I think the Red Sox thing comes and in, becomes intriguing. The Red Sox obviously has a, have a big void, a big use for him. They have the money to spend. They've seen this guy torch them firsthand, and also like the Dodgers aren't going to. Sign Aaron Judge, like that. That's like, that's impossible. I mean, how do you even do that? I mean, is it? I don't, I don't even know with them. I think the books are cooked. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. like with every, them, every like, year, every I year, it's like, like the Dodgers aren't number one in payroll. It's like, dude, what? How? Fuck. I feel like with the with a team like them, I, they just seem to always make things work, and they always find a way to get like. You know, one of the top free agents out there, you know, one of the top players out there, they always seem to make, you know, they always seem to make a have a way to just make it fit. I don't I don't get it. I totally agree. Would you rather have a Royal at second and judge in the outfield with story at short or would you rather have Bogarts at short? And then you bring in an outfielder like Brandon Nimmo. Oof. Well, that's tough. Because you, if you sign Aaron Judge and you let Bogarts walk, you're not bringing in like another. You're not signing like a second. Well, yeah, I, you could trade for someone, but I imagine that it just it would just be Christian Arroyo's job. It, it does sound like they're committed to keeping Story at second base, so I'm not playing it on him uh, playing shortstop anytime soon. Maybe they move him back in that situation. Yeah, but honestly, I really do think that. If for some reason Xander Bogarts ends up on the Phillies or Brewers or whatever fucking team, uh, I think they'll get another shortstop uh, above moving Trevor Story to the uh, shortstop. I, I I just really think that they're committed to the bet. Dude, what's with Phillies and fucking Cardinals fans with this fucking hard on for Xander Bogarts? <laughs> I like the Phillies, well, Phillies make is... sense because of Dave Dombrowski. Yes, yeah. I guess there's been like and Cardinals that... are just perverts. <laughs> I, I was listening to the you know, to the radio today, and they were talking about um, how Dave Dombrowski is like really like if if Bogarts ends up hitting the open market, um, and you know he doesn't end up coming back to the to Boston, that uh, you know he's he's big on on going after Bogarts pretty hard. He's just being a dad. I think he's just trying to drive the price up for the Red Sox. He just could be, yeah. Game could betting. be a little gamesmanship. I will say, though, I, I did see, you know, it was a, um, a tweet today, and it was comparing the top five prospects for, like, early 2019 versus, like, now. And I will give Heim Bloom a lot of credit. I mean, he has completely rebuilt the farm system. Like, the farm system under Dombrowski was just cooked. Oh, you I know. saw that. I think I saw that same one where it was like Jay Groom, like all yeah. these like t- all these like shit prospects. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, dude, it's like, you know, people are always saying, well, Dombrowski didn't really trade anyone good. Well, yeah, that's kind of true. No one really ended up being great. But like we also never really had anyone good. <laughs> yeah. Like Moncada was certainly, you know, supposed to be good. Right. Kopech was spo- certainly supposed to be good. Those are the only two guys that you could say. You know, Manny Margot. Manny Margot. Yeah, I mean, I'm all set. But now, when you look at it, it's like Meyer, Bayo. Yeah. You know all these guys. Um, yeah, Bayo has looked legit over his last. Dude, he season. looks. He, he looks, looks like a guy that's earning his role on the 2023 team, and that's really what you want to see these this last month of the season. You. This is an open audition for Bayo and Cassis and uh, Zach Kelly and all these other fucking random guys. Show us what you got. Yeah, I agree. You'd like for uh, that start against the Yankees. He, I mean, he he definitely deserved a lot better. He he pitched extremely well. Um, you know, on Wednesday night. Um, 
you know, against the Yankees there. I mean, what do you go like five innings? Like what do you have like five, six strikeouts, something like that? He was zero earned runs. We won't talk about the runs that were unearned. <laughs> There's no need to talk about that. No, no zero earned joke. runs. Didn't Fuck happen. Team. Fucking team sucks. But yeah, he looks legit. He's he's definitely, I feel like, gonna be in the mix in the rotation next season. Absolutely. As he should be. And like I said, uh, there's guys to look forward to in the rotation as well. Brian Mata and, uh, you know, a few other guys that are in Portland and Worcester right now. So the the future is brighter than it's been in probably the longest time we've seen. Uh, probably since, you know, uh, the days of Moogie Betts and Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers being in our system. For sure. No, it'll be, you know, it'll be an interesting year. But I think this is like this off season is just going to be absolutely amazingly interesting. Like there's going to be so many things for Heim Bloom to do. Yeah, it's like, it's big. This it's yeah, it's I mean, huge. It, it's big for him. Um, I think he he knows it too. I think he knows that the pressure's on. Um, you know, he, that from the fans and and honestly, even from ownership too. That you know, this is a it's a big winter for him to get things in the right direction because obviously this can't happen again. Um, and, and really I think probably his job is on the line right now. Um, you know, this winter because he, he can't have another year like this. He's in, I think like you mentioned LeBeau earlier on, um, you know, he, he knows that the pressure's on for him right now. So it might force him to do something, um, you know, make it even make a signing, make a trade that, you know, is going to have a, a big impact on this team because he definitely needs it. Yeah, for sure. No, th- this this offseason will completely dictate exactly which direction the organization is going in for the next five years. So, you know, I just obviously if they don't bring back Bogarts, that'll suck. But it's certainly not something where I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be a fan of the team. But if you don't bring back Devers or Bogarts, you know, no Devers, no Bogarts, no Judge. I don't care who you replace him with. Yeah, that's a, unless that's it's terrible. Unless it's Shohei Otani <laughs> and you know Mike Trout and like fucking Sandy Al- Julio Al- Rodriguez, Al- yeah, yeah, Sandy Alcantara, yeah. then I don't want to hear it. Like you're. That's that's literally it, you know. It's it's over, like it's over. I mean, Airbud, maybe like we could sign a golden retriever at that point. <laughs> if yeah, if the Red Sox, uh, I love golden retrievers, probably my favorite dog. But if the Red Sox replace Rafael Devers with a golden retrieval retriever, I will hunt it down. <laughs> I will hunt it down and and skin it. All right, Petey. What do you, what do you think about that? Petey, if the Red Sox you were grappling all night like a fucking dickwad, and now that I finally want you to talk, you're just sleepy. <laughs> the Red Sox were replaced... at the wall. It makes me scared of ghosts. For F- if the Red Sox replaced Raphael Devers with Petey, I would skin that dog alive. Oh. <laughs> Petey, what, what do you, you have to say to that? <laughs> Lightning. <laughs> He's a cute dog, though. And that's more than I thought we'd get out of Petey. That's more yeah, than we, I thought we'd we get out of Petey. One run is in. Two runs are in. <laughs> Here comes Petey. The throw is late, and the Red Sox win. <laughs> and it's a inside the park home run for Glaber Torres. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Too soon. Honestly, I laughed. I laughed more than that. I'm sorry. I'm just going to address it. Like, I knew the season was over. It doesn't look like the Yankees collapse is as imminent as we thought we were going to have. Dude, much to our own fucking problems. We couldn't beat them in one of those two goddamn games. And then the Rays and Blue Jays ended up tying each other in the series. It was literally the fucking worst of both worlds. Like, God fucking damn it. This is all that I was looking forward to was the goddamn Yankees collapse. And now we might not even get it. 
Dude, that's that, the only we're gonna get it. That whole play last night was just the nail in the coffin. It was the nail in the coffin. Yep, doesn't look like we're gonna get it, which sucks. But what sucks. Yep, but it is what it is. And I the think the Yankees the showed playoffs, that they're as long as they don't win the World Series. I don't care if Aaron Judge hits seventy-four home runs and big breaks the single season record at this point. I think it's going to be funny if they uh, don't make the World Series. They lose Aaron Judge after winning MVP. That's kind of that's what I have to look forward to right now for until like September or uh, November fifth when the season's over. That's all that I have to fucking look forward to. That's that's another that's another question that they were asking. Um, I was listening on the on the radio. They 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 had the question of what would you rather? Would you be more interested in seeing Judge breaking Maris's home run record or uh, Pulhos getting to seven hundred? I feel like it's got to be Pulhos getting to seven hundred. Pulhos, yeah. Maris's record's already fucking been broken. Yeah. Oh, it's the American League record. Yeah. Who gives a flying fuck about that? It's been broken <laughs> for 20 years. They yeah. still talk about it. No, I mean, Aaron Judge is having an, an unbelievable season. And, uh, you know, I know Shohei Otani does both things, but it's, uh, it's kind of hard. I mean, you know, it's hard. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I with the... What <laughs> what he said? I missed it. That's what she said. That is what she said. I think Matt LeBeau's just giving a play-by-play of what's going on in his situation right now. <laughs> like, Keep talking about Aaron Judge on the Red Sox batting fucking third, then yeah. Pretty soon we're going to be able to see it on screen, dude. <laughs> Dude, if Aaron Judge is a Red Sox, then I will be very erect for every episode moving forward. Matt LeBeau is going to start an only fan. the Red Sox, you have to streak at Fenway. <laughs> you have to send, spend a night in the slammer. <laughs> I don't know if that's even true. Yeah, what? I don't, I don't think they make you stay overnight. Because I actually thought about this this morning. Like if I ran on he's, ran on the field with like a huge, yeah. if I ran on the field he's with a huge flag that, I yeah, no, I thought about it this morning. If I had like a huge flag that just said like resign Devers, and just <laughs> ran on the field. I mean, it's one thing if you're fully clothed, but you know, oh, you if you're probably, naked, then yeah, you're definitely going to jail. And you're probably and obviously you're never being allowed back. Like, what which, about just shirt off? No, I think no, like, shirt off, can. you'd be all right. Resign Devers. Extend Devers. Yeah. Yeah, but see, no one's going to see that, though, because they don't show it on the big screen and they don't show it on TV. You have to have a flag for people to see. Mm, yeah. You're right. That, that's a veteran move. This is a guy that's been there, done that. <laughs> <laughs> or you could go behind home plate with a big sign, and then they'll, they'll get you out, like, wicked fast, but you could – it'll – for a couple of pitches, like – you just be You'll there. See the internet lives forever. Yeah. Like, the internet, exactly. There. The internet lives forever. Matt Alibos thought thought this out. I think that's a good plan. Well, one time in are, 2000. Are, are we doing that tomorrow for the game? Or are we bringing the flag? <laughs> like putting it over the right field uh, where we're sitting in the right field roof box? Yeah. Or in row A, we could do this. We actually could if we, you know, if we thought about it ahead of time, you know, we we, we could. Yeah, I'll, I'll get some sharpies. <laughs> All right. Some construction paper. It's like it's like the uh, science project that you forgot your mom to tell uh, you forgot to tell your mom about, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's eleven forty one the tomorrow. night before. <laughs> it's like, mom, um, guess what? Uh, we need to go to CVS right now. <laughs> Jack, you should call your mom and ask her and be like, hey, I, I need you to drive me to Michael's <laughs> to get me a if, post. If it wasn't 1141 in the, uh, 1142 <laughs> now, um, I might, but she is guaranteed asleep and she will guarantee yell at me. <laughs> She'll have flashbacks. My mom I should be asleep it. right now. Every parent that had a kid with fucking ADD <laughs> had flashbacks of 
the poster for <laughs> them waiting till literal midnight it's just to see do the my face. It's my face. Jack, how many oh, times did you do that to your mom? No, I just accepted my fate. Like I didn't. I just didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. No, like, in middle sorry, school, teacher, I'm not annoying my mom. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna annoy you instead. In middle school, I was that kid, but then in high school, I was like, "Yeah, I just didn't do it." Sorry. <laughs> my mom used to do so many projects for me, and it was like, it was like, my, you know. My friend, I told my friends that, and they were like, "How could you make your mom do that?" I was like, "I never asked her to do one thing. She just did it." <laughs> yeah, she just knew, like, if she didn't do it, it it wasn't getting done. She just like, wanted you to graduate. Like my son's never gonna pass the fourth grade. <laughs> LeBeau would be. Like, he needs to life. make this diagram of the Earth <laughs> and the planets going around his styrofoam sun. He needs to make was... this volcano out of baking soda and vinegar. <laughs> I was an excellent student in elementary school. Then in middle school, I was like, my mom pretty much did every project. And then high school, I didn't even, I barely showed up. Hell yeah. <laughs> Still graduated. Too busy though. kids to girls. No, not even close. <laughs> you better keep your head on them books instead of them girls, dude. I was just smoking <laughs> like Cheyennes. Oh, no. How much is <laughs> for real Lebeau was like that, that kid in high Lebeau was just that kid in high school you know like people like oh don't talk to me before I have my coffee Lebeau was like don't talk to me before I've had my black and milds <laughs> pretty accurate <laughs> don't talk to me talk to me until I've had my uh, Adderall Vivans Focalin <laughs> <laughs> Ritalin and Concerta. <laughs> All right, I think that's the medical think, advice. On that note, you know, once we once we start to get into the to the ADD medication, I think it's time to uh, to, to wrap it up. Honestly, yeah. Uh, I feel like there's something else I wanted to talk about, but who even gives a shit at this point? Well, you know, 2022 Red Sox. It was a good run. We'll uh, we'll be back. You know. Hopefully doing an episode a week, and then I go from there. R.I.P. in peace. I will remember you. Peace. Will you remember? I will remember you. Will you remember me? Don't let your